Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Lotus podcast, a platform dedicated to spiritual research and development. This podcast is meant to throw a little bit of light onto the path of each one of us and hopefully assist each of our listeners to take their own next step. With good intentions and an eye always on our truth, please remain open to what lies ahead. From my heart to yours and from my mind to yours, may our spirit show us the way. On this episode, we will focus on the sixth of the seven main chakras, the indigo third eye, and the physiological, psychological, and spiritual functions of this center. The third eye connects us to reality and the realms beyond the physical cosmos the realities that lie beyond the veils of experience and brings a certain knowingness of the existence of the spiritual world and the interconnectedness of the all that spans throughout all creation. Please take a deep breath, relax and enjoy. Aligned with our spine, we have the seven main chakras, energy centers each corresponding to their own physical, emotional, mental and spiritual functions, but all interconnected. These seven main chakras distinguish our consciousness into seven aspects or planes, together making the coherent structure that is the human experience. The first one is our red root chakra at the base of the spine, responsible for our connection with the earth, the physical realm and body, all of our physical needs and those aspects of our life that ensure our survival. Through this chakra, we develop a sense of safety, strength, stability that will allow us to open up to the higher chakras. The second center is the orange sacral chakra located at the area of the pelvis. Herein lie our feelings and emotional body, our desires, sexuality and creativity. Daring to feel our emotions, understanding them and letting them flow like water within us opens us up to the constant change that takes place throughout the dance of creation. The third center, the solar plexus, shines yellow light at the area of the stomach. This is the center responsible for our mental aspects and planes, our thoughts and our thought processes. And through it, we develop our fire, our personal power, sense of self-worth, our boundaries, as well as a sense of identity. The fourth center is the emerald green heart chakra at the center of the chest. It is a great balancer, the integrator of our lower aspects and chakras with the higher ones. The element of this chakra is air, or rather, the vitalizing elements in air like oxygen. In a similar manner, it connects us to the vitalizing energies of unconditional love, forgiveness and acceptance, and helps us come in contact with the group consciousness that lies with the soul. The fifth chakra is the blue throat chakra at the base of our neck. 
This is connected to our etheric double and it is the chakra responsible for all aspects of communication, honesty and truth. Through it, we can express our true selves, free to be who we are. The sixth chakra upon which we will focus today is the third eye, located on our forehead, one or two fingers above the eyebrows, shining indigo light. Herein lie our higher intellectual abilities and capacity for abstract thinking. Developing this chakra allows us to open up our extrasensory perception and see the reality of spiritual realms beyond the physical cosmos. Within the physical body, the third eye is connected to the face, the eyes, the ears and nose. The cerebellum, as well as the functions of the central nervous system and the endocrine system, correspond to this center. The gland connected to this chakra is the pituitary, referred to as the master gland, because it controls the functions of most other glands. The corresponding meridians are those of the gallbladder and liver, both having to do with certain emotions and especially anger. Anger then and the energy of the meridians have an effect on our perception through the third eye and can cloud or distort it. The sense of this chakra is clairvoyance or clear seeing, the ability to receive impressions from other dimensions and perceive them as images or visions. Moreover, while each kind of extrasensory perception lies with different chakras, the third eye is responsible for their collective development. With the energies of the third eye lie our capacities for conscious observation and perception of ourselves, our life and the universe. This is where we come to realize our inner condition and those aspects of ours that are more refined than the dense physical nature and understand how we tend to function in the world. And it is through this center that we come to be aware of how all of our different aspects, our physical, emotional, mental and spiritual, are all interconnected, expressed through different chakras, but function together to create the coherent structure we call human condition and our personality. With the ability to become conscious of our issues, the third eye helps us stay as observants, accept, understand and develop ourselves. But here, our perception of the self includes our spiritual constitution as well. Our spiritual nature becomes apparent to us, an integral part of our reality, our experience in and of the world. By cultivating this holistic perception of ourselves and our capacities, we can begin to take authority of our lives by consciously carrying out our spiritual selves. When we reach and develop the consciousness of the third eye, our higher intellectual capacities are available to us. Reasoning and logic are developed 
and used to reach understanding, but our mental processes are not dependent on things being solid in physical matter because we understand that the physical dimension is one of many, equally or even more real than this one. This needs some explanation because it is easy to get carried away in fantasy. So let's revisit some of the themes we have talked about in our previous episodes. Meditation is a process of the mind where we consciously guide the mind in a particular way and a particular intention at an object. To consciously guide the mind is a skill developed gradually, beginning by observing our physical world in an accepting and kind way with the intention to find what is there. Within us, the physical sensations of our bodily experience and around us. We can then honestly become aware of our reality. When we have acquired enough practice observing the physical body and then our feelings and thoughts, our brain will gradually become more sensitive to registering sensations from beyond the dense physical world. But because we are used to function through the physical body, the energies of the higher dimensions may be a little elusive. Due to their nature, we might confuse our impressions, mixing them with our personal issues and desires. Going through and working with the issues of the previous chakras, we get an idea of how we tend to function in the world, what beliefs and emotions color our personal reality and how we tend to filter what happens to us. What we do then is stand guard, conscious of the ways our subconsciousness may lead us astray and remaining loyal to discovering the truth beyond them. Our intention then can become to learn, to heal, to teach. But all of this must remain rooted in reality having become conscious of the feelings and thoughts that may color our perception during our practice, lest we get excited or triggered in any way and slip into imagination. Remember that the third eye is balanced by the energies of the sacral chakra, the orange center wherein lie our feelings. This means that our emotional state has a direct effect on our perception, what we can bring to our awareness, either from the physical plane or higher realms. This we can see carried out in everyday life and spiritual experiences as well. Depending on our emotional condition, we may understand an event very differently than we would normally do. Similarly, when we try to contact higher realms or raise our consciousness, unaware of our feelings, our perception will be clouded and what we think we see will be based on our feelings, a projection of our inner state instead of reality. We have mentioned again and again in our episodes that spiritual development cannot occur without the development of the personality. Matters of the earthly plane or denser nature, like emotions, should not be overlooked in our impatience to experience spiritual dimensions, for they are all tightly interconnected in our consciousness. It is the transmutation of the personality and its issues 
that will allow a realignment towards impulses from the soul, not the other way around. Thus, learning what is there, actually, solidly in the physical cosmos, and our experience in the physical body, is the base for all of our work. We should never dismiss what we learn in this world, what the sciences have discovered, and what medicine can help us with. Dalai Lama himself has said that if science proves facts that conflict with Buddhist understanding, Buddhism must change accordingly. We should always adopt a view that accords with the facts. This attitude is essential in our lives. Capacities for logic and reasoning are essential. In the past decade or so, I have heard, especially in New Age circles, the argument of heart versus mind. Neophytes tend to demonize the aspect of mind, blaming that aspect of our consciousness for all that is wrong with the world. But what usually eludes the argument is the definition of mind. It is true, especially for people who have not consciously worked with themselves and function only with the energies of up to the solar plexus, the center responsible for our mental nature, our thoughts, and the seat of our individualized personality, that the lower mind, fed with our desires from the sacral chakra and fears from the root chakra, can be destructive, based on egotism. This is not our mind, this is only the lower part of ourselves, the subconscious, the animalistic that utilizes only parts of our lower mental capacities. The lower mind will usually deal with issues of the physical world, dismissing all that cannot be seen through the physical eyes. So, heart, our love and compassion may be absent, and the world, both at a personal and collective level, needs more love. But heart is connected to the astral plane, it is still subjective and emotional in nature, while the higher mind we utilize through the third eye would allow us to approach an objective truth, at least as much as our personality and the karmic laws will allow. Remember that as her mistress Megistus declares, the universe is mental in nature. This does not refer to the actual material of the universe, for there are many dimensions beyond the mental one, but at the way the universe in its entirety functions, the nature of its correspondences, the logical and coherent structure of it, one that can only be perceived by the higher aspects of a developed mind. These aspects of ours are only accessible after we have developed our heart chakra. Not only that, but to reach the level of the third eye, a developed person would have already gone through and worked with the energies of the lower chakras. So, they would have grounded themselves, accepted their physical existence in the world, in the root chakra. Then, they would be aware of feelings in the sacral, thoughts and sense of self in the solar plexus, and developed the loving and compassionate energies and the sense of group consciousness in the heart chakra, as well as the ability to come in contact with and express the personal truth in the throat chakra. 
Therefore, the higher mental capacities accessible in the third eye will blossom in our consciousness when we have already acquired a good sense of what is going on within us, healed and developed certain aspects of ours, and realized that as humans, we are not individuals separated from other people and the earth. We have come to acknowledge and accept our part within a group consciousness. Only then does our third eye have a chance to really open to the wonders of the cosmos, see with certainty what universal reality entails, the fundamental interconnectedness of the all, the manifestation of the absolute within which we all exist, beyond separation, the one true illusion, the root of all illusions and the cause of suffering. This process not only develops our inner faculties, but the physical body as well, through the correspondences of the chakras, making it more prepared to receive, perceive and understand the higher truths. If we don't prepare our bodies, the vessels for the soul to manifest through, and instead try to push open our third eye, not only the impressions we receive will be a projection of our issues, but we will not be able to understand and consolidate our experiences. And in turn, they can form obsessions and illusions that further hinder our ability to turn within. This is the importance of the successive development of the chakras, starting from the root and the physical world upwards. As we develop, so do our capacities of the body and personality to embody more impulses from spirit and our soul. Heart alone, as discussed in our episodes on the heart chakra and the solar plexus, would leave us vulnerable to waves of emotions within an expression of kindness that resembles gullibility, prone to abuse. Mind without the energies of love is not mind at all, only parts of our lower mental capacities. True mind, the higher aspects of our intellectual capacities, are intricately connected with love and remain unapproachable without the development of the heart. Mind gives us wisdom. Heart gives us love. And what is love but the practical application of wisdom? Esoteric traditions maintain that the cosmos is created first in the mind of a god, and then that thought is spoken out in order to exist. We have mentioned this on our episode on the throat chakra. The word, the logos, carries out the thought and causes vibrations in infinite space, energizing primordial matter and giving it its attributes. Humans exist in the image and likeness of the soul, which is in the image and likeness of the monad, which in turn is in the image and likeness of the absolute beingness. The way the manifested absolute beingness functions to create is the way we function as well. But of course, in analogy, we are the microcosmic counterpart of the macrocosmic scheme, the small gods of our lives. The word then, as we mentioned before, our voice and throat chakra 
will help carry our thoughts out into existence, cause matter to vibrate and gather on the etheric counterpart. The third eye is where the thought appears in the first place. This is where the ideal is perceived, formed and created as an idea. When we have developed our third eye, we develop our capacity for abstract idealism, and according to the state of this chakra, together with that of all other energy centers within us, the idea will not remain as an unspoken thought to turn into an obsession, but it can be expressed, materialized, seen in practical terms, and brought to life. Through this higher mind, our idea shines forth, and our attention can create, gather, or disperse energy according to our ideas. This we already do, whether consciously or unconsciously. It is the power of thought, although, as explained before, the chakras are all interconnected, and thoughts do not exist in a vacuum, separated from all other aspects of ours. As expanded upon in our episode 6, The Risks of Positive Thinking, what we create through this potency of ours is what we are, not what we think alone. And when we develop our personality enough and reach the third eye, what we create is the idea as received from our spiritual realms, and we do it consciously, as clear and unfiltered as our personality will allow. The main principle that helps develop our third eye is awareness. Practicing and developing our capacity for conscious examination of the self. Our subconscious issues, our refusal to accept reality or tendency to avoid seeing a certain feeling or thought creates imbalances in the energies of this chakra. Denying our spiritual constitution can also hinder the development of the third eye. We may also become aware of issues with this chakra when we notice certain imbalances or tension in the physical parts it is connected to and issues with our intellectual processes. For example, we may observe that we are scattered-minded, impractical or inconsiderate, denying to recognize our inner state or the other's point of view, or a tendency to avoid reality in general may be clouding it on purpose. Or, because of our intellectual capacities, we may try to dictate our truth on others or manipulate them. Or, we may tend to focus solely in the noetic aspect of our being, separated from our emotional and spiritual aspects. This may lead us to arrogance, and arrogance means we stop learning and developing because we already believe we know everything. Its energies can also be affected by ruminating on the past or worrying about the future, which again removes us from the reality of the present moment. And we may also fear to open up to spiritual realms, maybe because we are so scared to let go of our old beliefs, or because we don't accept or understand our place in the cosmos beyond physical existence. Whatever we find, it is okay. 
because accepting its existence means we can trace it to its roots and consciously work with it with kindness. And we can use certain things to help us when working with this energy center. Remember though that they are never a substitute for medical advice or conscious examination of the self. We can wear indigo clothes or have indigo color around us. Hold or meditate with azurite crystal and use mint or jasmine essential oil to help gather our consciousness to the third eye. And we can go out in nature under the indigo blue sky filled with the light of the stars and galaxies of the universe. The music note associated with the third eye is A. Let us now sum up. The third eye is the sixth of the seven main chakras located on our forehead. The work we do, the conscious observation and development of the many aspects of our personality and all the chakras takes place by utilizing this center. But there comes a time that its innermost functions awaken as well. This is when we can see truly see reality. We get to experience the realms beyond dense physical matter, and we discover the truth beyond all illusions and appearances. The secrets of the universe are accessible to us, and we get to see the universal, spiritual cosmos beyond all separateness. We no longer suspect the existence of spiritual realms. They are no longer a mythology or wishful beliefs, they are now a reality, one that we perceive in our daily life, integrated within our worldview. And it all begins with turning within and conscious examination of the self. Know that whatever we find during our introspection, it is okay. When we treat ourselves with kindliness and acceptance, and dealing with what we find with kind curiosity, whatever issue we work with becomes our next step towards the development of our chakras and the personality, the vessel for the soul to express through. So, now, focus on the present moment, this precious moment, with your next inhalation and every new breath. Bring your consciousness to your experience in the now, to what you find within you and all around you. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance, reassuring that whatever you find is okay. With your intention, bring your awareness to your indigo center of the third eye, one or two fingers above your eyes. Focus on the indigo color of this chakra. See it like the blue starry night, full of myriads of planets, suns and galaxies, full of innumerable universes. They are physical and spiritual constitution as well. All within the same space of creation, drops within the same ocean, of incarnated consciousnesses that moves 
and connects us all. Stay with this experience for a few moments. Allow yourselves to stay aware of the reality of your own physical and spiritual place within the cosmos. Allow this experience to fill your consciousness. As you bring your awareness back to the third eye on your forehead. Take a deep breath, allowing the light of the universe to stay with you. Exhale with the affirmation, I see. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Lotus podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting the show by following, sharing it with like-minded people, or becoming a patron to enjoy special rewards and extra content. You can find more about us on our website, thehouseoflotus.eu. Thank you and enjoy your present.